Okay. Hello, this is the Art of Living Well from the Collaborative Body, and I'm your host, Lisa Makala. Welcome to the podcast. One of the things that I really love about my business is that I get to meet and collaborate with amazing women. Collaboration is in the name of my business, and it's a major theme in my work. And today I have a special guest. We're going to be talking with her about her company and how she supports women professionals uh, with their own advancement, success, and fulfillment. So I invite you to take some slow, deep breaths, relax, and help me welcome Kim Boudreaux-Smith of Her Bold Voice. Hello, Kim. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for having me here. And I love that. I invite you to take some slow, deep breaths, you know, because we're such a central nervous system society, you know, mm-hmm. boy, that's beautiful. That was gorgeous. Oh, thank you. So we're here to talk about you today. So please tell us about your background and how you got into this work and, and what the work is. Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a woman, I'm a product, I'm a woman of corporate America. I was climbing corporate ladders and was very, very unhappy. I felt like an, a caged animal, even though I was in marketing and sales, you know, I, you know, I wasn't in an office, all, God forbid if I was in an office all the time. Uh, and I just felt like a caged animal. And I was sitting also at tables with lots of men and did not have confidence, confidence at that time to be sitting at tables with lots of men. And one thing just led to another. I was always an insane workout person. I'm not anymore. I mean, I, I, from a multitude of unhealthy reasons, I was an insane workout person. And back, back, way back, this one gym I was working out at, they, the management approached me and said, you know so much about working out. We have women members that would like a female trainer. And that's how I stepped into my fitness business Mm because I grew up on a stage dancing. So movement physical is is a very natural thing to me. And that led me to a fitness business where we didn't even have websites back then. (laughs) We barely even had computers going on back then. (laughs) So I was word of mouth in very, very wealthy big name people's homes for the longest time. And I always had an inside battle with all of that after many successful years of that, and then decided to want to take my business online. So I stepped online and got involved with anthologies, launched a internet radio station and took a short break and then came back out and just rebranded how I show up for women's voices. Hence her bold voice speaks. Wonderful. Okay. Great. What an interesting journey, right? I mean, it, and we, we're going to have to have a separate conversation about being corporate refugees, because I totally, totally feel you on that. Um, yeah, that's, that's a whole interesting thing in itself. But let's kind of let's stay on the topic here. Um, you have a very specific name for the inner critic that many professional women deal with. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. And so why it matters. Well, sure. Absolutely. Um, we all have an inner critic and that inner critic could either, um, keep us small or make us act like Miranda and the devil wears Prada, (laughs) as opposed to being in our natural, confident, um, power filled, um, state. And I call the inner critic, the hag in the attic because, and the reason why I call her that is because that's what my inner critic sounds like. She sounds like a hag. But so for many years, I allowed my hag to control me instead of me managing her. So in other words, think about 
I'm going to say I'm not, uh, I have never raised children, but I have a four-year-old black lab who will do this. You know, think about trying to control those preteens and outscream those preteens. I have a four-year-old Luna who I try to outscream her, but boy, she can bark me. And, you know, we, that's the same thing with our inner critics. So many people want, Lisa, want to kick that I see to the curb. When you do that, it comes back 50 times bigger on steroids. Mm. It's a matter of just shifting and learning how to manage that hag in the attic, that voice that goes off. And we all have it, by the way, I'm going to talk to what we all have it, no matter what, like to the levels of corporate that you have achieved to stepping away to being a phenomenal business owner, we all have it. So what are some of the mistakes that many women are making when it comes to their inner critic, to their hag in the attic? Well, they're still allowing that inner critic to um, control them as, like I said, as opposed to us um, managing the inner critic. So in other words, that becomes our authentic voice when that's false evidence. So that mm. inner critic becomes that, that we allow that to become our true voice. We hear okay. that voice, which by the way, the inner critic, in my beliefs, orchestrates the perfectionism, the imposter syndrome, you know, okay. the, um, the lack of worth, the lack of self-esteem and confidence. The inner critic is the orchestrator. She's the conductor of that, or, of that orchestra. And what we do is we allow her to say, okay, today, pull in that imposter syndrome. Oh, we need a dose of that perfectionism. Oh, wait a minute. We forgot about the lack of self-worth. And that's what the inner critic does. It tells us that speak up, you have nothing to say. And if you do have anything, no one's going to listen to you or speak up, you speak up in a meeting at a table and, you know, in corporate don't, not yet. You're still new and you don't have enough accreditations to speak up. That's what she does. And that becomes that, that false evidence of that um, untruth of a voice. Okay. Okay. So, so it sounds like you're, you're suggesting that at times the hag in the attic or the inner critic is important for us, but we really need to know how to think about it in a constructive way so that we can almost leverage it in, in intentionally to help us is that is that am I understanding that correctly yeah and boy that takes it takes skill it takes work it really it really truly does um so for an example a couple of years ago I was speaking at Ford Motor Company and from my house to get to Ford in Dearborn here and you know in both of your, your in my backyard here I remember driving down Southfield and going, are you kidding me? You're going to go speak in corporate. You haven't been in corporate in over 20 years. What is it? And I'm like, whoop. Okay, sister, listen, I know you're here, but I need you in the back seat, not behind my seat where you're kicking it or in the front seat where you're changing, you know, pushing the buttons on the radio. I just dated myself um, in the back seat, managing all those other emotions. You see, she wants a job. She needs boundaries, but we just have to let her know we're driving the bus today. She doesn't get to do it. We need her. Don't go away. We need her, but we don't need her telling us, you know, you're not good enough to be walking in there and, oh, look at, listen, feel those nerves, you know, oh, you're coming out of that comfort zone. It's just putting her in the back seat and go, can you just go manage the, uh, the whole symphony of those emotions, please? Interesting. So it sounds like 
giving her a job is one of the ways that we can tame the inner critic or the hack in the attic. And when, when a woman's able to, to learn those skills, what becomes possible for her? What's the, what's the value of this? Well, gosh, I mean, a woman could, will be so, first of all, our confidence just goes from almost next to nothing to, to levels where we so desire to have confidence. Our esteem and the self-esteem is the estimate of ourselves. We become more intimate and connected with our true self-estimate. You know, um, our worth becomes extremely worthy. We, you know, the expression is, pull a seat up at the table. Well, I've, I've been in situations where I pulled a seat up at the table and I'm sitting there faking it until I was making it, you know, and um, <clears throat> excuse me, we stop that faking until we make it. We, we know that we are in that moment, extremely worthy, total being, and we deserve to be there. Okay. So, so for the professional woman, whether she's in a corporate environment or in her, um, in her professional career, if she's a business owner uh, or a professional, if she's looking to go after visibility opportunities, where, where does she want to start? Um, I'm having a little dust attack in my throat here. <laughs> uh, oh, hang on once. I hold on. Just I, wait, wait, ask me that question one more time and let me cough. Okay, so for professional women, corporate women who are looking for greater visibility opportunities, where where's a good place for them to start? Mm. Gosh, those greater visible opportunities. So let's begin with the Kim and Lisa's of the world, the business owners, the entrepreneurs of the world. I'm a proponent and a believer of in order to be successful, you have to be visible. Mm -hmm. So you can begin by um, seeking out a speaking coach. You can begin by um, seeking out a visibility coach, practicing, get, oh my gosh, get yourself on podcasts like this, get yourself on podcasts, work towards maybe hosting your own podcast. Uh, make sure you're speaking up and you're visible on your social media. And by the way, I have a love-hate relationship with social media, but Darn it. It's free. Get your butt out there. It's free. Get your butt out there. You know, uh, you know, make sure that you are involved in groups and that um, you are speaking up. You are getting very visible and showing up now for the corporate side. The, the female um, executive side is especially as we're shattering the layers of that ceiling of that glass ceiling is Women need to speak up with their passions and their ideas in corporate America and drop that. Oh, I can't say this. I might get fired. You know, there are ways to say things and not sound like a victim or not sound like we're fearful of something. Um, mm -hmm. And in corporate, I would really seek out human resource support. Mm -hmm. um, make sure you're communicative with your uh, and very open with your team leader. Mm -hmm. You know, especially if you want to be speaking more and being more visible to climb up those ladders. Sure, sure. Yeah, those are great, great tips, which I'm, I'm thinking is probably a great lead in for us to get into talking about your new program uh, that helps women tame their inner critic and move into uh, places of greater visibility with confidence. So tell us about that. 
Well, this is a six week intensive um, group coaching um, program. And when I mean good group coaching is I'm there live for six weeks, um, six weeks in a row, we're going to tame that inner critic so we can really liberate the authentic voice. We're going to learn how to take these crazy emotions of ours and really make them our superpowers. We are going to do other things where you walk into a room, whether it's virtual like this or physical and really own the room. We'll go over, um, <clears throat> we'll go over uh, your introductions because I'm a big proponent when you're networking, again, online or in person, introductions, are key. And if you don't have those locked down, you can really miss some um, opportunities. Okay. Uh, and, and there's some other things that we are going to do in there. I can't tell all because I don't want women coming in with some preconceived notions. Okay. You know, a lot of this is just getting those impromptu speaking muscles going so that your confidence just keeps going like this and growing and growing. Nice. Nice. So the, um, the program begins in January 28th. Okay. All right. And you said it's a six week program. It is. Okay, great. And what types of women can benefit from this program? Like well, your ideal client for this program. Well, any woman that is, um, that is a female thought leader. So female entrepreneur slash female um, executive who is still holding themselves back with some imposter syndrome or inner critic thoughts um, but has done some speaking, but still would like to land and become more confident so that they can start working on their signature speech and, you know, connecting, getting that message really crystal clear. Um, <clears throat> also to the woman that is um, just knows that she needs to be speaking some more and she's not quite sure how to go about doing that. So, so that could even be a woman who's in um, who's, who's not necessarily in the workforce, but who has maybe some challenging interpersonal relationship that she really needs to manage a little more effectively for her own self-worth and, and value. Is that, is that a fair statement? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, great. Great. Um, so Kim, what's the best way for women who are interested to get in touch with you and learn more about, um, what you're, your program and your other services? Well, aside from LinkedIn at Kim Boudreau Smith, go ahead and reach out to me over there, but you can go over to my website at kimbsmith.com. You can find out all the other services and um, opt in if you want. Uh, yes, you will be getting an, uh, um, an email from me once a week right now and um, learn about things that are going on and stop by over there. And when you, if you do reach out, just say, you know, I heard you on Lisa's show, so I know where you're coming from. Okay, great. Okay, I've got one more question I'm going to throw in just because I'm intrigued. Your business name is Her Bold Voice. And I think the choice of the word bold mm -hmm. is really powerful. Mm -hmm. So would you like to take a minute to talk about that? We sure. I'll sh first of all, I'll sh if you don't mind, I'll share with you how we uh, how I came to the word bold. Sure. So my first two anthologies that I led, the first one, and you know, I pulled uh, twenty seven women from around the world together, and I couldn't think of a title for this book. 
And then just one night, that was it. Woke up and I was like, bold, the word bold. And the publisher that I was working with, who's got some strong marketing background, she said, that is phenomenal because my um, before married name is Boudreaux. So there were the B's, you know, Kim Boudreaux Smith and then the bold. Mm -hmm. So the first anthology was, um, uh, was uh, around the word bold. The second one was too. And then the first anthology, we were pre-marketing the launch of the radio station. And so I just kept going with the word bold branding, you know, because of the bold, but here's what bold really truly means. It's not being courageous. It's being brave and another B word, but it is being brave to really work through and show up and really let that voice out even though you think that no one's going to hear you or you said one too many ahs and ums, who cares? You showed up and you were brave to do it. Great. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I would just love, you know what? The, we are on a huge paradigm shift with what's going on in our world in 2021. And I really, this may sound like a very biased statement, but I really believe this is time for women to really step up and speak up. We got some trailblazers out there really paving the way for all of us. It's time for us to really own our voices. I, I could not agree more, Kim. And your program sounds amazing. And I know there are so many women uh, out here who really want to feel more confident in their message and in their visibility. So I really wanna thank you for being here today, sharing your expertise and supporting women leaders. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Okay, and we'll... Do I want to stop cloud recording? Yes.